Today begins a curated series of previous podcast episodes as a way of me pouring into you before season four begins. I wanted to do this because you came into my mind, honestly. So for the next six weeks, we are going to talk about some possible hindrances that can creep in and get in the way of you entering into your next. This may be your first time coming to the podcast. And if it is, hello. For the rest of you, these six weeks of episodes will be a familiar reminder. Let's prepare for what's coming next as we continue our journey to reclaim our voice. Let's get into it. This is the Reclaiming Your Voice podcast, and I am your host, Vernisa Williams. In this space, we believe that honoring your needs and discovering your value and core values will begin your journey towards healing and reclaiming your voice. I cannot wait to share this episode. Why? Because I received this revelation that brought me close to tears, and This is a revelation that I am going to continue to just marinate on because I'm about to be set free, like seriously. And I want whoever this is for, I want you also to be set free. Because today we are going to talk about survival mode and how survival mode steals your voice. For any of you that have heard my story, Y'all know my story consists of molestation at the age of two, becoming a people pleaser at the age of five, my father rejecting me at the age of 18, and other traumas, consistent traumas that went on in my life that has wreaked havoc of me knowing who I am, knowing who I am regarding my voice and who God is, right? And this revelation just really, really blew my mind. Because one thing that I've always said, and I'm going to keep saying because it's the truth, that if you really want to heal, you got to be vulnerable. You got to be open to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to face yourself. You have to look in the mirror, legit look in the mirror to face your stuff. Face those things that you are not willing to let go. The moment you get a revelation about that, I am telling you, you want to get closer and closer to discovering who you are at your core. I wanted to share with you how survival mode for me has played a part on still in my voice. Now, for most of us, when we hear survival mode, it's because we had to bring on coping mechanisms for us to basically survive life. And whatever was going on, we had to come up with a way, some kind of way to protect us. Physically, protect us mentally, emotionally, psychologically. We had to come up with something and some things, right? That's going to keep us moving throughout our life. For me, survival mode most likely began as a teenager, but it absolutely increased as I got older. Not having that support system to help me navigate those situations, what I went through, and not feeling uh, safe to tell someone what was going on 
in my life, right? Because, you know, I I had to perform. I had to not show that I was actually going through stuff. Survival mode attacked every area of my life. I had to protect myself and put myself in this bubble because that's the only thing I knew how to in order for me to keep going in my life. So today when I received this revelation, I was just like, oh man. Oh, man. The awareness that came to me, it's so life-changing. So as women, we were made to believe that we have to be the strong one. And I'm saying women because if, if any of you ever heard in conversations with men or your brothers or the males in your life that they had to be the strong one around all their balls, you let me know. Because that's something that I am not familiar with. I am familiar with it. They always have to be around us females. Like, we have to be the strong one. We're the strong front. I don't hear it around men, so y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But I began to think about throughout my life that I had to be the strong one. And not because anyone put that on me. That was the label I created with myself. That's the narrative I told myself. I have to be strong to get through A. I have to be strong to get through B. I have to be strong to get through C. You know, so that was the narrative that I played in my mind. That I have to be the strong woman. I have to be the strong friend. Especially when throughout your life, your friends consisted of all of y'all kind of going through similar stuff. Or we all just going through something. Right, And because in my mind, where I came from, since I had to be considered the strong one in my um, adolescent years, absolutely, I'm going to be strong for my girls. But once those relationships changed and transitioned on, I still held on to, I have to be strong. No one is going to take care of me. No one got my back. So survival mode came into place. Because I put myself into this bubble that I am the only one. I am the only one capable of protecting me. I expressed that I have a need for the majority of the time. No one could help me with it. For the majority of the time, either I got ghosted or no one got back to me. So that put me into a trauma response of rejection. It validated how I felt about I got to do everything on my own. The moment I reach out, I'm rejected. Whether through people or rejected from the system or rejected from friends or people around me. Survival mode gave me the lens that I am out here in this world by myself. True or not. Whether I cause that on my own because I would not communicate and open up. That's neither here or there. But that validated the survival mode that I was out here in this world by myself. It should not be the place physically that we are stuck. So I'm going to share with you what I wrote in my journal. And I really, really hope this helped at least one person. Because this was just so good to me and it really just opened my eyes to how survival mode can steal your voice can keep you in this space of low self-esteem and low worth. And we may not even realize it, okay? So here we go. Survival mode is not the strong woman 
getting through all the challenges of life. It's the strong desire to not show vulnerability while trying to get through it. The more we try to protect ourselves from hurt, the more we protect ourselves from God's love. That does not need protecting, only accepting. What I realized is I fought so hard to not be vulnerable. That strong will was keeping me not only from God's love, but also my voice and really who I am. I was so determined to protect myself, making sure that no one hurts me, making sure that anything that I wanted, I'm going to get. Whatever decisions I want to make, I didn't need support with that. I'm just going to go on and just do whatever it is I'm going to do and just see what happens. Survival mode is a false identity. It's, it's a false idea. It was keeping me in this space of life that I thought I was protecting myself. But what I really was doing was keeping me in this box that I myself could not come out and no one can even come in. No one healthy that can help me, that can ask value to my life, that would support me. We quote unquote protect ourselves away from who we are because we are performing through the pain. We are performing as if we're not walking around with pain. That strong woman idea keeps us from wanting to look at our pain, right? Because a lot of times we might feel like if I let go, if I pour out all of my pain, I'm just going to keep pouring it out. It's not going to stop. If I cry right now over what I am going through, I may not stop crying. The tears may not dry up. I am justifying why I have to be this way, justifying why I can't be the real me, justifying why I have to hoard pain, hoard confusion, hoard the trauma I experienced. I made it the force to keep who I am away from the real me so I can keep performing for anything or anybody who is the opposite of what I feel within. I hoarded those things and I piled them up within myself, justifying that I had to be one way because of all that I went through. So often on social media, I, I see people posting about matching someone's energy. Can we not do that? Can we not match someone's trauma? Can we not match someone's pain? Can we not match someone's painful history? Can we not match someone's bad day? Can we not bring that within our own lives? Why are we receiving someone else's and piling it up? And we're justifying it. Well, they came at me, so I'm going to come at them too. Like, you, can, we, can we not do that? Can we not do that? And doing all of that, you think, you are going to be living a life of peace? You think you're going to be able to be vulnerable? You think you are going to be able to dig deep and look within yourself and listen to your own needs? It's going to be really hard for you to do that. Really hard for you to do that. I digress. We have to 
come to a place that we are done with the survival mode. We have to want to first be aware that we are even still in that, that mode because survival mode can also affect the way we see money, finances, how we function in relationships, how we show ourselves and present ourselves to people, right? Are we really ready for a relationship when we are still functioning in survival mode? When I was going through my separation, I was surviving mentally, physically, spiritually. I had to do what I had to do. And I had to do what I had to do is also so common within survival mode. That is this one way that we are not allowing ourselves to consider other things. But we also have to be mindful of, you know, like this is what needs to be done now, but this won't be my life. I told myself, because I knew that the separation can really take me to a dark place. And I didn't have time for that because I was in grad school at the time. I still had children to take care of and be an example for while I'm trying to keep all these things together. So I had to make sure I was not going to end up being a spiteful, bitter woman who will not believe in love anymore. I am not going out like that because I knew my heart. I knew my heart and that is not where I wanted to end up because that was not going to help me to move forward. That was not going to help me to heal with empathy. That was not going to help me do that. Survival mode is not a permanent residence. It is not a permanent residence. Because here's the thing, have to unlearn how we got into survival mode, how we function in survival mode. We now have to unlearn all that stuff. We have to unlearn those behaviors that kept us safe in survival mode. It's an unlearning that has to be done. We have to unlearn the tools that we created in those moments that kept us safe. When we come to a place where we want more, when we are ready for healing, when we are ready to just let go of all the crap in our lives and move forward, we have to unlearn something. We have to unlearn those things. It no longer serves you. You can't receive from a place of survival mode. For me, in my mind, if I put my hand out, I'm going to get rejected. So how will I ever be able to receive from people if I immediately have my guard up, not wanting to put my hand out to receive? Because in my mind, through the lens of rejection, everybody, quote unquote, everybody will reject me. Everybody, quote unquote, will ghost me. Everybody, quote unquote, when they say they're going to help me, they won't. They don't. We have to take risks when we are ready to come out of survival mode. We have to be willing to take risks. That wasn't my thing years ago. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Taking risks 
It's not safe. I have to keep control. I have to stay in this survival mode. Uh, mm -mm, because now I got to protect myself. It's harder for me to protect myself <laughs> if I take a risk. Who's with me? Who can relate to this? Okay, so thinking that survival mode is the only way we can protect ourselves. We have to unlearn that. If we are trying to chronically protect ourselves because of the hurt, the pain, and all that we have experienced in our life, I would like for you to consider, are you still in survival mode? Is it still a residue of survival mode going on? Is it still some stuff there? The more we heal, the more our brain and our body will say, ooh, you ready for the next level I want to show you something now you're being shown all these things that you need to continue working on because you're ready and that is not the time for you to draw back that is your body's way of reassuring you that you are ready you are ready to go deeper to unlearn the things, the very things that has been keeping you in survival mode, that has kept you with the residue of old relationships, old behaviors, old way of thinking. Because here's the thing too, if I'm so busy with protecting myself, how will I ever see God as my protection? See him as my provider. Because basically survival mode will basically be telling God, no, I don't need that. I don't need you. No, I'm good. You, you're going to ghost me too. You're going to reject me too. Like, no, I have to stay safe because I did not see God as safe, right? Because of the lens that I have been looking through that my life has shown me. But what could I miss out on? What could you miss out on? If he's the source of figuring out who I am at my core, how would I obtain that if I still am trying to hold on to survival mode, being that people pleaser, performing when I need to cry out and I don't, the very way that I have to release whatever it is I need to release, whether it's the hold of perfectionism, whether it's the hold of performing, whether it's the hold of people-pleasing, codependent behaviors. The more I tell myself, which in essence, now I'm telling God no. How could I then realize that he is my source? He is my protection. That I don't have to perform to protect myself. That I don't have to perform to be this other person because I don't want no one to really see this part of me or that part of me. I'm not talking about breaking boundaries, but when you know that you are holding back when you really don't need to, it's coming from a place of survival mode, scarcity, lack mentality. It's wound up in survival mode. One of my greatest fears during the time of my separation was that everything that I bust my behind to 
put in place for myself and my children will be taken from me. It terrified me to go through all that I went through to lose another thing. So psychologically, I'm hoarding things in fear of something or someone taking it from me. Survival mode keeps us in that place. We are not free to love. We are not free to receive help. Holding on to the very thing that has been harming us, holding on to the very place where our pain resides, thinking that that is going to keep us safe from new things coming in, from new opportunities coming in, new people coming in, is only going to keep us in survival mode. It's only going to keep us stuck where we really don't want to be. So what about you? You no longer have to hold on to your past. It doesn't make you strong to remain in survival mode. It makes you open to being in the same cycle of pain and hurt. It keeps you stuck. It hinders your growth. It hinders inner peace. It hinders joy. It will keep you from letting go of another thing that is hindering you in your life. How much longer are you going to choose to be in survivor mode? Because it has become comfortable for you and that false sense of safety for you. Survival mode is stealing your voice. Why not make the decision to begin to face survival mode in your life so you can begin your journey to reclaim your voice? If you want specific suggestions on how to begin healing from survival mode, go to the Reclaiming Your Voice headquarters at reclaimingyourvoice.com slash how survival mode steals your voice. The link will be in the show description. During this time of preparation of going all in to reclaim your voice in God, my prayer is that you will trust the creator of your life and come out from under your comfort zone. So this year, you will discover God, reclaim your voice, and live core values. Next week is the We Wine, Fear and Your Voice. Fear is going to challenge us all, but we must punch fear in the face and move forward. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The Lord told Joshua to be courageous, and he is telling the same to you and I right now. I hope you are well, and I hope you are safe. As I continue to pour into you as we prepare for the next, let's meet here again next week. So as always, next time and after, be well.